That's the podcast coach for May 5th, 2022. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that music that means, hey, it's Saturday. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting.com. And joining me right over there is the one and only Jim Collison from the Average Guy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. Always great to be back on Ask the Podcast Coach. We've got our first inch of rain in like six months. Everyone's out there dancing around, and it's pretty nice. So. Yeah, we actually have uh, supposed to be up in the 50s today, so I'm looking forward to that because, yeah. A, I have to clean out my car. Uh, there will be no show next week because I will be in Nashville. I'm attending two different shows, the uh, Spark Christian Podcast Conference and then the National Religious Broadcasters. I'm actually doing 45 minutes on podcast nice. monetization, so I'm looking forward to uh, that. But I'll be driving back, I think, Saturday night or Sunday. It's something next yeah. weekend. I know either way uh, that's yeah, going to be – take a week off. Be a take of, a week off. But, uh, but, you know, the best way to uh, stay awake when you're driving home is – that's right. You got it. Uh, that is um, – <laughs> I was kept waiting. Uh, and that, of course, and this is fun because I don't remember which blue button it is. I'm going to guess it's this one. It is. There you go. That is brought to you by our good friend Mark over at podcastbranding.co. And I've told you how awesome I, and how much I love my logo. But one of the reasons is Mark will actually sit down with you and one-on-one go over what you're looking for this is after he's already looked at your website and listened to your podcast and he is a podcaster himself he's an award-winning graphic artist and so he kind of works with you and the reason for that is who wants to you know design a logo 15 times like let's sit down and figure out what the target is so that you can actually hit it which makes that whole process a whole lot less stressful and you end up with a logo and artwork a whole website whatever you're looking for Mark can do it, and you are going to look amazing. So when you need something to look professional, go over to podcastbranding.co. And I'm too early. Go over to podcastbranding.co. There we go. Of course, big thanks to our... uh friend over based on a true story podcast.com dan lefebvre over there always making great content around movies and television shows based on a new on a on a true story he's got a new one out uh 190 i think it's 199 uh based on abraham lincoln so check it out based on a true story podcast.com nice and you have a true story from what i understand yeah. about our good and we used to laugh because i would say potomatic is the devil and uh you you'd be like and hey I, I <laughs> I defended though, right? I was like, actually, they're not that bad. I started, I started uh, Home Gadget Geeks, which is was home tech in the day. I started home tech on Podomatic, and they they've been a good, you know, they've been a decent podcast host as far as they never any problems. They've never been down. They've always done what they said they would do. And then I got kind of, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, they offered, hey, join our pro plan for like five dollars, you know, subscribe, and then. It'll be $120 next year, but we'll tell you it's coming, right? And they do. Right? They, they refer about that. So it's, I got suckered into it. And so last year, I forgot to cancel it, right? Mm. And so they're like, they charged it. And I went back and said, hey, you know, um, 
I don't do that. So I, but I, they wouldn't refund it. So I just took it for the year and did, did the thing for the year. But then I canceled the, I took my credit card mm. off the, right. So it was gone. And yeah, I did forget to, to, you know, to, to move the subscription service down. And yes, they had sent me emails, but a day after it happened, I saw it on my credit card. It's like, wait a minute, how can they charge my credit card when it's, when I've taken it off? Right. You know, I took it off the system. I said, don't charge this thing anymore. So I contacted them and said, hey, there's just been a misunderstanding. You know, please and thank you. Refund that and and I'll downgrade. They're like, no, legally we can do this. This was the note, Dave. Legally we can do this. And you you, got to kind of wonder when they they lead with, we're not going to refund it and legally we can do this. You you know they've had some problems. (laughs) Like, you know, this isn't going well for them or this isn't, you know, this, this kind of thing. And I said, so I, I replied back nicely. I know I understand it's in the terms. I understand you can do this. I've been your customer for a long time. I'm asking you to make an exception. The email I got back, we don't make exceptions. Oh, really? Okay. Wow. Well, then you're get, then I'm going to talk about you. And I'm going to talk about you a lot, yeah. In, in, you know, in this. And listen, you and I know. I mean, they're not the most. They're not. They're not. They're on very few people's radars. There's our group. Our our people here that listen to the show probably aren't using Podomatic. Let's hope not. <laughs> but I, just, I just can't. I just can't recommend them anymore. It's just. It's. Just, and I. I sent them a note. I said, I'm just. Guys, I've been a longtime customer, and if anybody asks me, hey, I'm going to use Podomatic. What do you think? I'd be like, that's fine. They've been great for me. You know, it's a, it's a great option. I can't do that anymore for you. And it makes me sad that I can't, you know, that I can't do this. Well, I remember. I did get a, go ahead. It used to be it was it was free, right? It's a free host. And then you could pay them, blah, blah, blah. And so somebody would move from Podomatic and you would go to them and say, hey, I need you to put in a 301 redirect because I moved to this other paid host. And they would go, uh, no. And then yeah. they're like, we only do that for our paying customers. Okay. And then they would send you a link to where you could only buy a yearly subscription. And I was like, right. hold on, that can't be right. So I found that there was a link where you could buy, you know, you could buy like a monthly $5 for like a month or 10 or whatever it was. And I'd be like, it's worth spending $10 to bring your audience with you. But again, it was just shady. The whole thing was just like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, uh, shady is the right is the right word. Yeah, you know. So I uh, canceled, uh, uh, you know, left just a few podcasts up there. Recorded a, a twenty five second. Hey, if you're hearing this, you're on Podomatic, and I need you to move because I'm going to kill this feed. I probably had fifty or sixty still over there from the old days. You know, they had yeah. subscribed there. And because I had never interrupted the service, they probably just kept downloading it right from there. I was getting. Decent. It's the reason I didn't leave in the first place is I was getting decent numbers, you know, probably a thousand or two every year off the service. Do you really want to, you know, for some podcasters, a thousand or two would be pretty great just to have all by itself. Right. So, yeah, I kind of was like, well, I don't really want to interrupt that. Well, I'm going to interrupt it now. And so it's just it was just a shame, Dave. It didn't have to be. It was one hundred and twenty dollars. Like the guy should have been like, oh, yeah. You've been a customer for a decade. I'm going to take care of that for you. Yeah. No. No. And that's where they're really short-sighted because, look, uh, it's funny because I I worked President's Day, which lives in a hat off. So we always have one person there to, 
you know, make sure the mountain of tickets yeah. doesn't get too tall. So I took President's Day off on the first purposely because we get a number of people that have done exactly what you said. They're like, hey, I'm I'm not going to do the podcast anymore. And they go in and they think they've canceled it, but they didn't. And they say, hey, I just see where this charge came through. Can you refund it? We don't even ask. We're like, here you go. Thank you. Because yeah. we want them. It sounds weird. We don't want them to leave, but we don't want to leave them with a bad taste in their mouth. Right. You know, and we always yeah, explain. Don't give them a reason not to come back. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, if you ever you change know. your mind, just email us and ask us. Don't sign up again. Just ask, tell us to reactivate your podcast because it's going to be here for at least a few months until we wipe our system. Right. And, right. you know, and like I had this guy this week that we had said that to him. He went to Podbean and lasted two episodes and turned back around. He goes, I hate to say this. He goes, like, but I'm coming back. And I'm dying yeah. to hear because I asked him, I was like, I said, hey, my marketing team would kill me if I didn't ask. Like, why did you leave in the first place? And, you know. What made you decide to come back? And I'm dying to hear his answer. But, yeah, it's, you know, uh, same thing with, um, I mean, the school of podcasting. Not everybody is, you know, I always kind of jokingly call it and say you're graduating. But, you know, there comes a time when you're like, eh, you know, Dave, I, I came here. I learned to uh, start a podcast. It's up. It's going. You know, I love the Facebook group and all. But, you know, especially with COVID and people were losing their jobs, they're like, dude, I love you. But, like, you know, I need that 50 bucks for something else. And I was like, here you go. I'm here anytime you need me. So that's sad. Um, it's just it's it's just terrible service, you know. And it's unfortunate because we had ten good years, and then we have this one experience, and you're like, unfortunately, it's the last one, and it's the most shady one. Now, to be honest, I mean, they should have done this for me last year. They should, right? If they would have refunded it for me last year and taken care of it, so I already kind of had like a, you know, my eye on them, and I missed it by a day. Yeah. You know, same exact thing happened. I, you know, car washes for whatever reason in the United States, there's, I don't know about in your area, Dave, but brand new car washes are popping up everywhere. And you can get subscription services to car washes, like unlimited, right? You know, it's 25 bucks or whatever. So I go into our car wash and they sell me a $35 plan for 20 bucks. And they're like, you can try it for a month and then come back. I came back on the day after, again, I, maybe this is a problem. <laughs> I came back the, the day after. And the guy said, uh, he goes, well, technically this has been, you know, we already charged you. And, and I said, I know. I said, can you, can I, I, can you just refund it? He's like, absolutely. Like, you know, and, and he knows, I mean, they're in a fight for their, for their business, for everybody's business, right. On these things. And that was a great experience. If, if I have a bad experience somewhere else, I'm going to go back to that place or I'm going to give them a try, you know, a try again. So it's just poor, I mean, it's poor thought and planning. And it's like in the scheme of things, do you really want to piss somebody off for a hundred bucks? Yeah. So, you know, I went to my credit card company <laughs> and said, yeah, no, that's not going to work for me. And they're like, oh, we absolutely will take this off. You're, that's it. So, you know, they, they, they lost both ways. They lost a the customer and they, they lost, lost their the money. money. Yeah. Right. You know, um, why do that? So podcasters, don't do that to your audience. No. Uh, speaking of Mark, he says, uh, he's in the chat room. He says, the same way podcasters always remember the bad reviews. You can have a great experience with the company for years, but you'll grade them on the bad experience you have. Back in the day, like, God, probably 30 years from from now, I used to teach a customer service class, and we talked about how how much money it takes to get a customer. So let's say you spend for easy – let's say you spend $10 yeah. on marketing to get a customer – if if they leave, 
you're going to spend like $100 to get them back. Yeah. And, and if you ever get them back at all, because, and that's the other thing is it's, it, there was a weird, I forget the stat, but if you have a great experience, like you might tell two people, if you have a bad experience, you'll tell 10. It's just, it's a weird thing. It's like, everybody's like, it just, so yeah. Well, I didn't even, I didn't even say to him, you know who I am, right? You know, I have a podcast <laughs> Do you know? show about podcasting, right? You know, I'm going to say this. I, <clears throat> I didn't even say that to him, you know, it wasn't, wasn't like. <clears throat> trying to throw that around and it, it, to be honest, they wouldn't have cared. And this show's not big enough that it would have made that big of a difference. But I've just told the five, six, 700, whatever, listen to this thing. I just told them about the bad experience. You know, well, and like, I'm hey. going to tell people and they're going to tell people. Yeah. I mean, you already thought it was a bad service to begin with. So <laughs> yeah. like now it's, now you're like, I was justified. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying I told you so by any means. No, you, well, and, you are. It's okay. It's okay. I, 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 can, I don't even know if they're IAB certified. I'd have to go mm, check. Yeah. Because that was my other thing is when you were saying, Hey, I'm getting a couple hundred people over there. I'm like, it's probably more like 60, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, uh, right on, right on. I just didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to go through the hassle of taking, yeah. you know, all the steps that you got to do. And it was just easier to keep it there and, you know, and those kinds of things. I didn't want to abandon anybody. Well, they're going to get abandoned now. I mean, I'm going to, you know, I like to be on all those services. You know, I have, uh, I, I kind of subscribe to all the free ones just to mm. kind of keep track of what they're doing. You know, I've got something on Anchor, Red Circle, uh, shout engines before they bit the dust. Yeah. Um, but because we do a show about this, I try to be on them all so that I can at least talk about them, see what they're doing. Audio, you know, audio boom, yeah. uh, those kinds of services. Right. So I, I find it helpful, but you know, in this case, yeah, they just, it's, you know, fool me once, shame on me, fool me twice. Right. So I, I just, uh, I think it's the other way around, but the, um, I, yeah. So Potomatic, goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> goodbye. Yeah, I bye know. Bye. Well, Shout Engine was another one. Now they That'd did say, hey, we're going out of business. They With a month. Yeah. They never did yeah. uh redirects. Like they, they were they were on my my poop list for that. But they did say as we're going out of business, like we will redirect your feed. I was like, well, that's kind of cool. Uh and then somebody missed their deadline by like a day or two. And I said, you can email them, but they did say after this date, you know, so. And they closed hard. Like they were day, boom, website gone. It was a, it was a complete, they burned that thing to the ground. Yeah. My uh, Padango was my favorite free media host and they did a thing, I think it was the week before Christmas. And they're like, Hey, starting January 1st, like we're out, we're done. So we don't know where you're going, but you can't stay here. (laughs) <laughs> it's like yeah. which is like every saturday night with the kids at my house i say that all, i don't know where you're going but it's not gonna be here <laughs> well and that is something to uh that i'm seeing that people kind of go hmm is they're not keeping a local copy of their stuff you don't have to keep everything but if nothing else keep the finished mp3 file because i've had people that are like hey like, how do I download all of my files on Libsyn? And they're looking for a one-click download all button, and that doesn't exist. It's not hard. You can go to, like, your, your Libsyn podcast page and just click download on all the players and blah, blah, blah. But it is still one at a time. And I'm just amazed at how many people don't keep a copy and then throw it in Dropbox or yeah. Mediafire or whatever. So, 
Yeah, you should. I mean, just from a backup perspective, right? Let's just let's just cover this again as as we think about what you're what you yeah. should have. You should have one copy local, right? Ideally, you want three copies. Right. So, a local copy that you're working on. You could have a local copy that's separate in a backup on, on that that's local. You right. could do that as well. That's a good idea. That's different. That's not taking the original file and moving it to a USB drive and saying, okay, it's backed up. No, you need to have it in two places. Two, ideally, that second place would be off-site somewhere. A lot of guys do that where they, they, they'll put a piece of equipment somewhere and move it there. And then, of course, one in the cloud, right? One somewhere off of yours. And, and so having three copies of it somewhere, three separate copies is ideal. And then I actually like this idea of a working copy that's fourth. So you've got, you kind of have a hyper local, like right there on your desktop or something close to the ones you're working on right now. So you're not always having to move them around your network, but it's a good idea. You should count. And if you have less than three, you probably kind of want to come up with a third way to, uh, to, or a, even a second way for some people to make sure you're getting those things backed up. Yeah. The big thing that, that a lot of people don't realize is if I have a copy on my computer and then I buy a, a USB drive, right? So I've got this one here and I load all my files on my, my external USB drive. Well, when your house catches on fire, you've now lost two copies of your, your show. You got to have one yep. somewhere offsite. So that's where the, the cloud kind of comes in handy. And yep. then you hope they don't catch on fire. <laughs> well, and ideally it's probably a good idea to have two offsite backups because mm. you're, you're going to, you're going to keep it at one place. Like I keep mine uh back place. Like that's kind of my cold storage, super cheap. Like it's there, but I'll, I'll pay to get it back. Like if you, it's, right. it's super cheap to keep it there in storage, but if I need to re reinstall everything, I'll, I'll, I'll pay. That's not something I want to do on a regular basis, right? Mm. That is fire burn down last resort kind of thing. Um, I'd like another someplace else that I can get to them if I need to, just for like, oh yeah, no, I need to provide that kind of thing, whatever. That that still may be cloud based. So having two cloud based backups, probably not a bad idea. Just kind of think through those some disaster scenarios. And I can I can tell you this, unfortunately, from a personal standpoint, yeah. pick pick either one or or one folder because I I have a bunch of old. I mean, I have like thirty shows that I don't do anymore, but I save them somewhere. And I know they're either in Dropbox or they're in Microsoft OneDrive. And I have some in yeah. both. And it's like, no, 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 no. That you will drive yourself nuts because you know, I know it's here. I, I haven't deleted any of that stuff. And it's not hard to go to the website and do a search. And then you hope you hit the right keyword or whatever. But, you know, for me, I need to do, I, I, I finally created an, uh, a folder just called old stuff I should delete. And <laughs> Yeah. And yeah. it's just all these yeah. old shows. It's like, I should just rename it like sentimental stuff that I'm holding on to or whatever. And it's all these old shows and old speaking stuff. But I finally made one folder so that if I'm looking for stuff like that, which I don't look for rarely, but at least I now know where it is. But for a while I had it kind of scattered again on different things I was paying for. And I was like, I need to organize this stuff. So it's crazy. You don't, if you're a new podcaster, you don't need a lot. You know, I know if you're if you've gone to Anchor, you've gone because you don't want to pay for anything right. ever, <laughs> and so you're probably not going to pay for backup, right? Th that's the the thing we're talking here. If you're if you're cheaping out on your host provider, you know, backup is the last thing on your mind of paying for to make right. sure you keep your files. But 
there are some fairly inexpensive options as far as, you know, if you're and if you just keep an audio, it doesn't take a lot. Like you don't have to buy a lot. Most people don't realize they probably have access to an office, you know, an office subscription, Office 365 mm. subscription. They always keep changing the name on that. So it could be something different, but <laughs> Office 365 and they'll, they'll have up to a terabyte. That wouldn't be a bad option. You might have a subscription with Google and so that you've purchased in some yeah. form or fashion where you've got some storage. I think I, I, I think I bought like a hundred gig of storage for like two bucks a month for some, for my, for a phone thing or for something. Right. right. So uh, Apple's the same way. You can buy some, some storage for them. Just make sure you're doing something. There's some fairly storage is pretty inexpensive at this point. Yeah. I've, I've shared this before and luckily I don't get it too often, but I, there's nothing worse than getting the email from the widow like, I just want to hear his voice. Like, do you guys have the files? And you go and you look up their account and you're like, oh, they quit podcasting in 92. And you're like, come on, daddy needs a new pair. Of, oh, we don't have it anymore. It's like, ah, so that's awful. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, in that, in that kind of case too, it's probably, if they're not, they're probably, it's gone. They, they, that yeah. podcaster had it somewhere, but it's locked behind. I mean, that's the. Listen, that's the other thing. I don't know why we're talking about this today, but we are. That's the other thing. Make sure you've got some kind of like, if, if you are if you have all these cloud accounts and your podcast stuff, make sure somebody else knows how to get into them <laughs> upon it. your demise, yeah. right? Somebody. I, I still have not done that. I've talked about it on uh, probably three different episodes. And um, Gordon Firemark said he and his wife, there's actually a book called something. It's kind of somewhat snarky, like now that I'm dead kind of thing. And yeah, you, you put yeah. in all that information and it's when I say, ah, I'll do it tomorrow. Ah, I'll do it. It's like, yeah, well, what if tomorrow doesn't happen? So I need to, uh, I need to get in on that. So it's, it's maybe you should find like a trusted co-host that shows up <laughs> every Saturday morning to hang out with you. That's got one password <laughs> in an envelope. That's, you know, it's, that I, that I put away somewhere that, cause it, listen, I mean, the, the chance of that happening is pretty small. So you you, you need to you need to have something kind of figured out. So like, because Dave, you're right. You are in a situation where if something was to happen to you, you don't. It's not like you, you don't have a lot of supporting casting characters behind you that are going to go. Oh yeah, I know how to do this podcasting thing, or I know how to retrieve these files, or I know how to get this. You know, shut some of those kinds of things off. So, Randy uh, Cantrell from uh, down there in Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas, the Yellow Studio. Uh, I have a Dropbox folder. <laughs> shared with my wife entitled when I die, it's got a list of everything she'll need, including yeah. contact info to both of us. Ah, there you go. Excellent. So, yeah, it's a good way to, it's a good way to do it. A uh, last pass has a service that you can buy their subscription service that, yeah. that you can designate someone. And uh, if they request access and you don't deny it, it gives them access after a certain time. You know, it's like a dead man switch. It's yeah. literally a dead man switch. <laughs> Right. And, and then they can get, they can get access to your stuff. Yeah. Uh, Kim Kraji says, I've been cleaning out my dad's computer. Awesome. I've been throwing away f- <laughs> five and a half yep. discs. I can't and imagine copies, what's on literally. them. Keep them in a place that's acceptable. Man. Could you imagine trying to find a drive? I'm, I'm sure you could get one at Goodwill that would read that though. I mean, it's like, uh-uh. you can't find them anywhere anymore. No, I, it, it would be tough. Yeah. Five and a quarter, three and a half. Yes. Five yeah. and a quarter. Yeah, that I don't. Uh, those are really old. Yeah, it's like, called a museum. I, I, That's where you find those old hard drives. You know, you, uh, in, in, oh. like imagine if you had backed up stuff on a zip disk. Remember those? Uh, I have those, and I have an actual zip disk driver <laughs> in a box downstairs. 
because it had a hundred megs, a hundred megs. Oh my gosh, we'll never fill that. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's so this funny. Is, this is good. A click of death. You'd put that thing in there. Click, 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 click. Ah, it's it's never gonna come back. <laughs> it's dead. Yeah, you've that, and that's so true. You know, it, it's although what's false about that is vinyl came back. We never thought we'd see vinyl yeah. again. Yeah, vinyls come back, right? But in most cases, these form of media's a DVD. Eight years is about the life expectancy. Much shorter if they're in sunlight. So if you if your DVDs are out in the sunlight or they're exposed to to, to UV light, mm. they'll break down even faster. So mm. chances are CDs or DVDs. If you backed up for a while, people were backing stuff up to those things. Writable DVDs. Yeah. They even have less. The writable ones even have less than the non-writable ones. So you just gotta. If you kind of thought, oh well, I was storing it on this, and you, you should probably test that every once in a while and move it to something new. Because you're, you're like, oh, this old hard drive that I set aside. Yeah, you don't have that SATA connection anymore. Or you don't yeah. have that IDE. That would be more appropriate. You don't <laughs> have that IDE connection anymore. Yeah. Uh, Daniel says, uh, hi, um, I need a five and a half drive to connect to my USB-C <laughs> drive on or C port on my iPad. Yeah, that's not going to work. That's that's <laughs> sorry. That would be great. Yeah, that would be a great device uh, to have. Randy also says I have a Google account set up with inactive account manager to forward to my wife's email, diddle on social profiles. So yeah, he's all set. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Randy, are you feeling okay? That's the thing I'm worried about. <laughs> I'm kind of worried about you. Yeah, exactly. I'm thinking about death a little too much. Oh, no, that's crazy. It's good. It's good to have those to kind of think through that. You know, is there anything? Cryptocurrency would be a perfect example for me as I've in the last couple of years, you know, I've gotten some crypto that's locked inside some things that my wife would have no idea how to get to. Not even close. Yeah. So in, some of my friends may even struggle to get to that. So, you well, know, you got to have your it, list of words and. It, yes. So you're going to have to have a, a you have to have a separate hey, page of instructions on like. I'm proud of you. Yeah. You, you know that I. You're going to be my backup, Dave. I'm going to send you the instructions. <laughs> Dear honey, do the hokey pokey and turn yourself around. Then you will get my crypto. Yeah, that's about it. If it's crypto, contact Dave Jackson. He knows. He knows. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. Well, the other thing that if I get in trouble, the people I can count on are these awesome people at askthepodcastcoach.com slash support. And, of course, the top one there is uh, James over at the Dog Podcast Network. If you have a little doggy and you're out walking him around, it's beautiful. It's supposed to be beautiful today here in Ohio. Uh, time to get out there and walk the dog. Then you want to go over and check out dogpodcastnetwork.com. Find yourself a show to listen to. Give it a spin. You'll see it's it's really well put together. And it's just uh, they have a whole team over there. And they've got short shows. They've got long shows. It's all about dogs. So check it out, dogpodcastnetwork.com. And uh, Ask the Podcast Coach runs on PodPage. If you are not happy because you're trying to shoehorn a pod, uh, podcast website into a Squarespace restaurant theme, yeah, quit doing that. PodPage is designed for podcasters. Check it out, trypodpage.com. And then that guy down there in the bottom corner there is uh, the one and only Jim Cullison. So if you want more Jim, check out theaverageguy.tv. And when you think podcasting, think school of podcasting, uh, find me at schoolofpodcasting.com. And you can find out all of our awesome supporters. We got a list over there. And thank you to all the awesome supporters at askthepodcastcoach.com slash 
support. So I think I think I need some more coffee. Let's see if we can get the yeah. The... There we go. Oh, so satisfying. Yes, I've heard about this guy. Big Blue says there's a guy in the UK who threw away part of a laptop, only to remember that he had cryptocurrency on that uh, laptop, and it turned out to be something like two hundred fifty thousand pounds. I am sure that story has been replicated dozens or hundreds of times from because you know there was this period where crypto had its peak and then bitcoin in particular yeah. had its peak and then it dipped and everybody was like this is garbage and i hear from people all the time like oh man i had you know i have 15 bitcoin on a hard drive that i can't get access to anymore and you're like yeah that's worth a lot of money right now yeah it's like yeah. you're you're gonna kind of wish you hadn't done that <laughs> in a bit and that's really it i mean i'm mm-hmm. in my presentation for nrb I talk about the, you know, the seven different ways you can make money with your podcast. And when I get to crypto, it's kind of interesting because I'm explaining, like, I always feel weird because I do these things. It's like, hey, let's make money with your podcast. And then I explain how it's kind of like, I don't know, not easy and that you actually need an audience and things like that. And so um, I'm going to actually share my screen. Here we go. What's interesting is I show in the presentation, like for affiliate stuff, because I've matched a great product to a great audience, now granted, only about 3% of those people are going to click on that link, but 50% of the people that click on that affiliate link buy it. But I'm making $2 every time they do that. And so with Bitcoin, with the whole crypto thing, um, you know, they have these new apps that you can use. And I'm there we go. And so this is a screenshot of Fountain at Fountain.fm. And you can actually see how many sats you've given people. Now, with Satoshi, just to give you a glimpse of how actual small it is, it is 0.0004 cents, 0.0004 cents. So when I give Adam Curry 25,000 sats for the No Agenda show, that comes out to about 11 bucks. But I thought about that. If I could get 3% of my audience to give me 11 bucks, that's a heck of a lot better than the $2 I got from the affiliate sale. And so, and the other thing is, I am somewhat thrifty. I'm not streaming a ton of sats per minute. And I've seen working at Libsyn and supporting Glow, I've seen people, they're like, hey, we're supporting the whatever, Tony and Tina show. And we're giving them already $20 a month. How do we up our membership site? Mm -hmm. And so I remember Adam one time said, never put a limit on how much your audience can support you. And that's when I had somebody do that. They're like, we want to give them more. I was like, huh, like maybe there's something to that. So I think that's one of the biggest difference Uh, you can find. This show is actually able to, if you want to uh, stream Satoshi's to us, uh, I've set this show up to, I haven't mentioned that on this. And that's one of the problems. You have to let your audience know to go to newpodcastapps.com and, uh, and sign up. And, but to me, that's the one that has like, when I look at all the different ways, I'm like, hmm, cause like, if you give me $11 today, I have no idea how much that's going to be worth in 10 years. Like it could be, you know, 11 cents, could be 11,000. We don't know. So that's the the tricky part about it. But it's a, that's an interesting app. I've been, it's, it's funny because I've always said you will pry Overcast from my cold dead hands unless there's an app that does something that Overcast doesn't. Well, Marco has said he is not doing the streaming crypto thing in Overcast. 
And these are shows that I listened to. You can see there was No Agenda. There's uh, the New Media Show, Podcast Pontifications, Podland, Podcast Junkies. All the all these podcasts about podcasting started doing that. And uh, I still need to do an episode of Leading the Bleeding to explain what's in it for the listener. And Jim, have you ever been in a, a theater? Right, you're watching a movie. The movie gets done, and people applaud. Mm-hmm. Right, isn't because if you think about it, the mm-hmm. people that you're applauding are nowhere near you, right? But yet you're like, that was, that was awesome, right? Well, if you go to, um, I, I've gone to uh, comedy clubs where at the end of the night, it's like, hey, thank you, good night, and people applaud, and then other people actually stand up. Like some people want to do more than, you know, like some people just get up and leave because they want to get to their car and beat the parking. Mm-hmm. Some people are sitting there applauding and going, man, that was really funny. Did you see that? And then other people will stand up. So if somebody wants to stand up and give you money, why not set yourself up for that? So Yeah, always have ways, always have ways to let them do that, regardless of, of you know, how they want to. Don't say, oh, I don't, I don't want to support that. Uh, you know, this is, it's funny. I'm a crypto guy, but I have not done any crypto in the podcasting stuff that I do. Not against it. I just haven't sat down to figure it out. I, you know, uh, Bitcoin, uh, Mark was saying in the chat that, you know, it's all, it's all, you know, um, let's see if I can find that this crypto stuff is all, you know, Greek to yeah. me. Really think of crypto just as another form of currency, right? As you think, like when you buy points, uh, you know, like it's your favorite pizza place when you order and they give you points, right? You can turn those points into many credit cards have this. You can turn those points into cash. They don't, while they're points, they don't really mean anything. They're not really worth anything until you convert them to something that you can spend. And we still can't spend cryptocurrency in most places. You have to convert those into fiat, right? Into into dollars or whatever currency that that you use in your in your local region. So so Mark, if you just think of it, it is a way though. I mean, crypto, especially Bitcoin and a lot of the other ones to Ethereum, are ways for us to transact those points across different kinds of currency. So, Dave, as you think, I think crypto is a perfect example of in a global audience, if they want to give you money today, if someone in, we'll just say Croatia, wants to give you money, it's difficult. If they do it through cryptocurrency, they've onboarded their own fiat, their own cash into the app and converted it to Bitcoin. Now that's universal. So now they can easily transfer that value to you. And you can take that value and turn it back into dollars or whatever. There may be a day when Bitcoin is more spendable than it is today. It's getting easier and it's getting better. But so it's really just kind of a point. If you mark, if you kind of think of it as just kind of a point system, it does have value behind it and some of those kinds of things, but it carries some universal, the ability to transfer that from me to, from me to you or Croatia to the United States and, and not have all this, all this money, um, you know, the money system problems that it, that is inherited in that system. And Miss Eileen is saying, can you show what it looks like when somebody gives you sats? Well, what I'm not doing is you can set up a thing called an umbral, which is a kind of type of operating system. You can set up a server and it'll show you and blah, blah, blah. And I heard Adam Curry say, because he set up this little server thing and it, you know, it goes pew, pew when he gets a, a donation. Uh and he's mentioned twice on the show, he's like, well, you know, sometimes the umbra will take a crap. And I was like, that's enough for me to go, I'm not going, I, leading the bleeding yeah. is one thing, leading something that takes a crap every now and then. I'm like, I'm not going that route. So I, I think have. it's a node, right? They call it a node. Yeah. I think he's 
he's got a Raspberry Pi or something. That's set up it. I was going to go that route because it looks really okay. easy to set up. But when he said, yeah, sometimes the Ember will take a crap, I was like, nah, I don't want to get involved with something that occasionally takes a crap. But um, I'm in um, – oh, crap. I forget the name of the software I'm in. Uh, Telegram. And so if I go into Telegram, that's the way I, I use this. I use uh, this whole Satoshi stream system. And so when I press the uh, – I guess that's a forward slash. I can see – these different things like there's list, withdrawal, claim, all these things you can use. So I believe if I go uh, slash list in Telegram, it will now spit out. Yes. Okay. So ask the podcast. Who who knew this? I have um, 14,920 Satoshis. Uh, the podcast rodeo show has zero. Uh, podcasting resources has zero. That's not even a real show. Leading the bleeding has 12,455 sats. Uh, the School of Podcasting is on a different system. Um, but if I wanted to, I could then withdraw that to, uh, you know, whatever, like Jim was saying, you transfer it to. And fiat is a fun word. It just means like real, like regular money. If you go to leadingthebleeding.com slash video, I've got a video there on how to set your show up to receive Satoshis and then another video on how the heck do I get my money out. So... It's uh, it's again. It's hence the name, leading the bleeding. It's it's not for everybody. And if your audience, like if I was doing a show about crypto, it would be insane not to have your show set up to do this. If you're doing something that's kind of techy, if your audience is kind of nerdy and they're into crypto, but just saying the word crypto, I just expect half my audience to roll their eyes and get up and leave. Because I I I mean, there's a me, there's an audio meme of me that gets keeps getting played in different podcasts of me going, I don't know a thing about crypto because I kind of still kind of don't. I've, I've gone through a couple different things. I'm now sniffing NFTs and I don't, I don't get them at all. <laughs> I just had somebody that's setting up an NFT service. They're like, you want to be a Guinea pig? And I'm like, well, I'll play. But um, there is, um, I heard somebody reply to NFTs as nothing's effing uh, mm-hmm. there. And I was like, it's kind of what it sounds like. It's like, hey, this thing. So I that's that's a new one. I'm like, let me get a grasp on crypto before I go into. <laughs> well, and so I mean, NFTs are just the natural conclusion to this to cryptocurrency. In other words, the ability the 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 ability to tag a, some digital content that has value. That's really all it is. I, in, we've we've made a big deal about it, you know, because people are paying big amounts of money for the rights to have this digital bit so to speak that's unique to them and because of the blockchain it is unique to them there's only one of those kinds of things that exists but it's been really hard for people to get their their arms around that concept because you're like wait a minute i just spent a hundred dollars for nothing well n- no you spent a hundred dollars for a, a a pixel or whatever it is whatever happens to be in the nft world that exists on this blockchain is and is unique from that standpoint, right? It's it's a unique right. moment. It's verifiable, right? But that's we we live in a very physical world, and a lot of people still are like, you know, it's like it'd be like if you went into uh, to the store and and I bought up, you know, I used to have to do this. Uh, I'd have to reserve a bottle of Blanton's. It's really hard. It's a bourbon that's really hard to get, and I have to reserve it. And I might put some money down on that reservation. Mm. That reservation is nothing. There's no physical, I don't own anything yet, right? I just own a reservation and it's just a digital, 
it saying that, hey, I, when that bottle of Blanton's comes, it belongs to me. Same NFT is the same kind of deal. There's just been a lot of shenanigans. Like, just be careful with NFTs. <laughs> yeah. There's been a lot of shenanigans, and there's going to be a whole bunch more. Just just be cautious. What was it? Caveat emptor, right? Just be very, very buyer beware going into this kind of thing. Know what you're doing before you're jumping in. When you say caveat emptor, mm-hmm. that sounds like some sort of character in Star Wars. <laughs> It does. It's the it's the guy in the Katina band. It's, it's playing, like uh, yeah. you have to be careful of caveat emptor. He will come and take your NFT buyer, and buyer beware. Hit you, you over the head. If you don't understand <laughs> it. Listen, I don't. I don't think it's hard to understand. It's just these systems are still in the early processes of yeah. being really kind of worked out. So you're for the average guy getting into this, all the massive, you know, we think about Bitcoin and a couple, you know, six, seven years ago, it was $200 and now it's $40,000, right? Five or six years ago, you didn't even know what the word Bitcoin was. You weren't an early adopter to this thing. We kind of knew it was out there and people made fun of it. You know, right. oh, yeah, Bitcoin. <laughs> uh, nerds. Well, who's making fun of who now, right? Yeah. So, you know, chances are if you're waiting for it to go mainstream, you're not gonna you're not gonna get any of the benefits right. of the value, so to speak. Yeah. Mark says I'll stick to donations okay. through PayPal and Patreon. Yeah. I understand how they work. Yeah, but even remember when Patreon came out, people were like you're doing what? Yeah. How's this working? Well, you know, Todd and Rob were talking about this, how, you know, Apple having subscriptions, uh, Spotify having subscriptions. That is so not new. There were plugins years ago that people were using to make premium pod. It was, you had to be a nerd to kind of figure it out and you had to manage passwords and things like that. But uh, that is something that's been around for a, a long time. So it's uh um, even now, um, I have yet to see it. I uh, I did play with Libsyn Studio a little bit, but there's a new service out called Spooler. From what I understand, Dan Benjamin is one of the guys, and there are a bunch of big shot smarty pants that you that I've heard of but don't know kind of people. And what it sounds like is you have a bunch of blocks that then get stitched together, and I go, oh, kind of like Gigavox back in 2006. It's like it's all. All been there, and that's really what Libsyn Studio is. Uh, I actually went over and played because last week um, Chris Nessie asked, "Hey, um, what format is the audio in?" It's one twenty eight stereo, and then do they offer three hundred and redirects? And yes, they do because behind the scenes, it's actually using uh, Libsyn five. So is what's going to that. But this is what Libsyn Studio is. It's uh, if you want to check it out, LibsynStudio.com. It's free. And I made an episode uh, just to to play with it. And if I go in here, what you do is you basically go in. Here's this one episode. And you kind of just go in and say, okay, here's the name of the – did I spell that wrong? I did spell – oh, there's a little umlaut. But you can put your episode number in in your description. And then you plan your episode. And so you've given it a name. And then they have these built-in chapters so like right now on the screen, it says intro, opener, main character, main character, main chapter, call to action, closer, outro. You can move these around. You can delete them. You can add your own. And you basically just come over here and record whatever it is. So on the intro, uh, this is something I recorded before. And if I click a button here, I think I'll be interested to see if I can. I cannot. I cannot turn off. Maybe I can turn off mix minus here so you guys can hear this. Survey says, yeah, so 
uh, Jim, if you get, but what's interesting is you can actually have it mix music. So. Can you hear that? Welcome to the Podcast Trailer Show, where we help you find your next favorite podcast. This show is brought to you by theschoolofpodcasting.com and audrey.io. And that's basically that section. And then you go to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And eventually you can stitch these all together. You can see where it says assemble episode. But here is, I don't know if there's a fast forward on this. I don't really want to listen to me do the intro again. Welcome to the podcast trailer show where we help you find your next favorite podcast. This show is brought to you by the school of podcasting.com and audrey.io. And, of course, maybe. This podcast is powered by your friends at Libsyn Studio, where we get your voice heard everywhere. Thinking about starting a podcast? Do it today for free at LibsonStudio.com. Now, it's really cool that that's my voice, but you're going to hear my voice on every single Libsyn Studio podcast. And bring your podcast to life. And then the next. Welcome to the podcast trailer show. I'm your host, Dave Jackson from the school of podcasting.com. Today, we're starting things off with something a little spooky. It's the Big Seance podcast. You can find them at bigseance.com. And of course, we'll have a link out at podcasttrailershow.com. And then the trailer. <laughs> so you get the idea. It just plays block and it stitches them all together and that whole nine yards. And then at the end, it has. I think another plug for Lib- at the end, it's like this podcast was made to you by Libsyn Studio. So that seems to be something that's, um, you know, I haven't seen Spooler yet, but the, when somebody described it, they go, oh, you just upload a bunch of chunks and it puts them together. And I was like, huh. So, you know, that's free right now. I'll be interested to see. That's also in beta. I should mention that. So it's not set in stone exactly how that's going to work, but it's, um, uh, it's an easy way to record. I, I've yet to try that on a phone yet, though. Because to me, if this was going to be kind of a an anchor true competitor, it would have to work on a phone. So, so that answers those questions. Mark says he's got a new question. Can you show us how to slow down the music like you use at the end? Ah, I can't. Uh, the reason for that is I did that in Adobe Audition. And I don't have Adobe Audition on this machine right now. Otherwise, I would. I forget the effect, but you basically highlight it. And I can't remember what the effect was called. But you highlight the section you want to slow down. You pick the effect, and then you you choose how much of a change you want to do. It's not pitch. It's, it might be speed or something like that. But what he's talking about is at the end, it's like, go tell some and I did that in Adobe Audition. So that's the only Does thing. Audacity have that effect? I don't think so. And, I, I remember I, I found it in. I'm echoing again. Oh, thank you. I don't use Adobe Audition. In fact, I'm I'm in the process of kind of revamping the school of podcasting. And, you know, people use Audacity. I'm finding a few more students that have used Audition and they're moving to Hindenburg because Audition does have cool features like that, but I've used that once in 17 years. You know what I mean? It's and, and like Audition has the ability, if I wanted to have a sound effect where the plane flew from the left headphone 
to the right. I could do that in Adobe Audition. I can't do that in Hindenburg. I might be able to do that in Audacity. But yeah, I did that in Audition. I forget. Uh, I, I wish I remember what the name of it was. But I don't really use Audition. And it's kind of funny because I love the uh, oh, a multiband compressor. And you turn that on and choose broadcasting, and you just sound like it's like butter for your ears. So I could actually sound a little better if I used Audition. I just, for me, Hindenburg is so easy in that whole nine yards. And Kim makes a great point. Dave is always updating the school. But yeah, it's I've been making much greater strides because it dawned on me that I want to do that before the end of 2021. And it is now March 2022. And I was like, I need to get off my butt and, and do these. So no, I, I was I just did a video on uh, Squadcast. Because it dawned on me, I went into like how to record a remote interview, and there was a ton of stuff in there about Skype. And I was like, wow, there's no Squadcast tutorial? And then I made mm-hmm. one for – there was one for Zoom, but it was kind of outdated. So, Because uh, there are things you can do in Zoom. You can turn on the original audio. You can tell it to not remove sound from the background because that kind of makes you sound squirrely. And you can turn off – there's a setting for music. So you can so basically when you turn that on, some of the things it's doing to kind of fix your audio because it's assuming you're talking into a laptop microphone to on a business meeting, it makes it better. It's still not going to be as good as Squadcast or any of those tools, but it does make the audio in Zoom sound a little more clear. So I made a tutorial on that, and the thing that kills me is I have to redo it because I explained how not to turn on echo cancellation because again that can kind of have a negative effect on your audio and you only need it if people aren't wearing headphones. And I just explained to always have people wear headphones. And in the video, I, in the process of, of talking about it, I click it. And so I just say, so be sure this is off. And then I leave that screen with it checked. And I was like, I can just hear the emails going, Dave, you said to not check it, but in the video you did. And I was like, and I'm like, I'm watching it back. I'm like, oh, you idiot. So that's always fun. Change tempo, I think, is what you're looking for in that's Audacity. Mm-hmm. Oh, that yeah, might be you, it. You can do it on Audacity, too. Probably the same. It's probably the same thing in Addition. Uh, similar. Yeah, and you just select right. a section was the key. Highlight it, change tempo. It'll say, what do you want to change? You take it from infinity to zero or whatever whatever that yeah. is. And then I imagine the, they have both the ability to change it without changing the pitch. Right. So in your case, you're changing the pitch to get that that effect of the record player slowing down. Right? You're changing the pitch. Yeah. You can change speed, and that will and that will not affect the pitch. So the 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 pitch won't change, but it'll slow down the the audio. So there there is both options. Yeah, there is a cool feature in Hindenburg that lets you change the duration. So if you have like a 30 second commercial, you find the perfect music, and it's like. 32 seconds I you can I think it's shift and then you drag the arrow or something like that but you can actually do that and if you're not stretching it too much it doesn't sound like it now because you, you can do that with a voice too if you have somebody who talks really really fast and you want to slow down what they're saying because you can't understand what they're saying you could actually go in and stretch them out a bit but there there's definitely limiting returns when you when you start to stretch it too much it starts to sound wonky well yeah and that'd be the perfect example of 
slowing someone down without affecting their pitch. Right. Because you don't want all of a sudden that, you know, because they're going slower, <laughs> their pitch is going to drop. You right. want to keep the pitch the same. Yeah. You just want to stretch it out a little bit. So you have both options there. Yeah, that is the best feature ever for musicians. Because now I don't have to – used to be in the in the past, if I wanted to slow something down, I had to retune my guitar to match the slowed down thing. And now you can just go in. I was like, ah, these kids in a day and their tools – they didn't even have to put the needle on the record. Yeah, so that's always fun. <laughs> I thought you were going the auto-tune route on that one. Well, you do, yeah, you don't have doing. to sing either. I mean, that's the old uh, <laughs> Britney Spears joke. What did the engineer say to Britney Spears? That was awful. Get in here because they can just fix it later. <laughs> the old auto-tune. There's that one video of the of the before the days of auto-tune where the, you know, there's a, the, the performer is in the it's singing mm-hmm. and what you're hearing this perfect pitch and the, the the engineer is just twisting and turning and spinning and moving to make it sound that way. And then they circle around into the booth and you hear what it actually sounds like. And it's somebody just wailing right. know, basically kind of deal. And the song gets done and the engineer is like, well, today you can just auto just run that most of it. You can't make garbage. Right. But a lot of folks, you just run that through auto too. One of the things I love is, the um there's these youtube videos and i always wonder how they got the original recording but they'll it'll be somebody that like the, the one it's this uh ken tamlin's vocal academy and ken is amazing like he can sing so high that only dogs can hear and he has this whole teaching thing and he somehow got the master recordings of boston and so it's mm. the guy in boston could really sing and what's weird is all those harmony vocals and stuff like that. And he isolated the one. It, what was interesting about it is it wasn't a lot, but it definitely was flat. The guy was hitting a slightly wrong note. And it, and it was just one of those, he's like, you know what? You know, people want things to be perfect. And he goes, granted, while this guy's hitting this note, the guitar solo's like already grabbing your attention and things like that. He goes, but that's flat. He goes, he goes so kudos to this guy because you know this was an auto-tuned. It's not that he hit a lower note and they sped it up or whatever. And uh, I, I just thought that was interesting. I was like, because now I can't unhear it. When I hear the song, I was like, yeah, there's that flat note again. So <laughs> I had a question. Let me see, make sure there's not. What, what are your thoughts on ums? Because it's interesting, I'm, I'm putting out an episode this week, and this guy is definitely he's on the he's on team. People say um, and I get that, but he was saying, well, I'll just stop there. Well, so, what are your thoughts on on ums? Do you like do, when you do an interview? Do you go back and remove them or? Uh, only if I'm there. We go. Uh, only if I only if I'm asked to. Not not generally no. Most people don't say it as much as you think they do until you're looking for it. Then once you start listening for it, you're like, oh, this person said, well, but actually we all say it a lot. Mm. It's part of the, if you're, if you're just recording conversation, you're going to pick up a lot of them. We don't put them in our transcripts. So when we go through, we mm. take that, we take those out. So we don't include those in our transcripts, but I don't, I don't generally edit them out of the audio because I don't think most people do it enough that it really matters. I, that's it. To me, that's when I really do is if I have somebody who's just an um machine. Now, do you listen back to your episode? Or if you're like, oh, yeah. when you're done and you're like, okay, we're done, nothing caught on fire, we're good to go. Or do you actually go back and edit it in any way? Or 
Well, d- it depends on, so at work, I have an editor that does it for me, right. So, but I'll go back and re-listen to those. Yeah, I go back and listen to them to see how I did. Like, can I improve on that? How did that sound? The, those kinds of things. I go back and listen to us uh, from time to time. Oh, just that's to see what horrendous. It sounds like in, yeah. And, you know, I, I like to give it, I tell people when they're, like when I have them on as a guest, I say, don't go back and listen to it today. There's something about sleeping on it. It's the same effect that you get when you've written a paper and you go overnight and you come back to the paper the next day and all of a sudden you see all the errors. You couldn't see them the day before for some reason, but you see them the next day. Our brains do some things overnight, I think. They reset and they move some memory stuff around and there's some things going on in our brain. I think the same effect holds true to go back and listen to your audio. If you record something, give it 24 hours or the next day sleep on it, then come back and listen to it again. I think you hear it a little bit differently. It's better than you think, but you hear more of the errors. And it's just a, it gives you kind of a clean, you know, like a clean way to come back. I, I tell people all the time, I'll have a guest on and I'm like, hey, I'm going to send you the link to the live, but don't listen to it till tomorrow. They're like, really? I'm like, yeah. They're like, why? I'm like, I don't know. Just don't, just don't do it because <laughs> I told you to. <laughs> It's just better. You'll trust me. It'll be better if you if you just wait till the next day. Well, it's funny because I I'm listening back to this interview, and as I listen, if I hear a what I call a low hanging um, so a low hanging um is when somebody goes to start a sentence and they go um, the next sentence starts like this. I will remove that um if I hear it because sure. it's it's literally like removing. If you're in Microsoft Word, you highlight the word and press delete. So if I see that, I will remove it. That's how I do. It. But I always. I have a weird thing when I edit. I mark the beginning of the question and the end of the answer and then look at that and go, does that bring, like, does that help? And the other thing, I'm going to talk about this in my next episode. I finally found a good one of me, like, just butchering the question. And I'm like, so, because I ask him, I go, because we're talking about teasing, like a good tease. And I said, because sometimes I do this and blah, 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 background, background, background. Is there any kind of formula to a good tease? And I was like, you know what? All we really need is, is there a good formula to a good tease? I'm like, we don't need all this stuff and why I'm asking you this question. I was like, that's the kind of stuff that I a lot of times will remove. But I was just wondering because he, he, for some reason, thought I was letting all the ums come through. And I'm like, actually, no, I'm kind of more of a – because I listen to the whole thing. And if I hear it and it's low-hanging, I remove it. But it was funny because he said, um, I removed it, and he said – Blah, blah, blah. And he goes, oh, I just said, um, he goes, I don't know if you're going to leave that in or not. And I had already removed it. So I had to actually go back and, and put it back. So it's six to one, half a dozen to the other. One of the things, so yesterday I was on a conference or I was on a call, Zoom call with um, some folks who are were deaf. And so we had an interpreter. Mm. We've been doing some work thinking about how we integrate ASL into Clifton Strengths and some of the some of the work that needs to be done there. So we're having some early meetings on it. So as I'm watching this interpreter interpret me, I realize, actually, I speak English terrible. Like, <laughs> I don't finish sentences. I'm, I'm all over the place. I mean, we don't, you know, we definitely don't speak like we write. And, and so I'm watching this interpreter go through all these, these gyrations of interpreting me. And I'm like, man, I'm a terrible speaker. I am awful in this context. I felt, I got off the call. I felt really bad. I was like, I, what? I do this for a living. I am awful. So those kinds of things can sometimes bring to light 
especially if you're editing, you know, if you go back and edit yourself and you're like, oh, God, I am terrible. Well, yeah, you are, but you're also hyper hypercritical of yourself. Yeah. So relax a little bit. You're not as bad as you think you are, but you're probably worse than you should be. So you, it, there's always room for improvement. You can always get better at this. There's always room, you know, you should, you should be listening to yourself. If you're not, you're, you, you probably got some room for improvement. I know it's hard, but get past it. Listen to yourself and go, yeah, I can get better at that. Yeah. That's something that I do. I try to, uh, especially now if you have like an old catalog, go back and listen to something you did a year ago. That's, that's a weird because I don't think my voice changes and I'm definitely, my voice is deeper now, which like by the time I'm 80, I'm going to sound like James Earl Jones. I'll be like, whoa, oh, you're just more relaxed now. <laughs> this is the thing. When we first start podcasting, we, we tense up during those recording mm. sessions. And so that, that stress naturally makes our pitch higher. Well, you get more comfortable with this and you settle in and you smoke a few packs of cigarettes or whatever. <laughs> and then you start recording and it just, it just drops it, it, it naturally. I think everybody I've ever, I've ever edited, I've ever worked with, I've ever talked to, I've ever listened to their older stuff is always higher pitched because I think they're, they're a little more. And I think there is some natural as we get older, I think our, the vocal cords get a little bit looser. Well, I walked in, uh, I always listen, I'll walk into my kitchen and I'll have the woman in the tube start playing Howard Stern. And he was talking to some woman and she's talking about a line of candles that she's coming out with and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, uh, who is he talking to? Like, this is kind of a weird interview and she's going on and on and about her diet and stuff like that. turns out it's Courtney Cox from Friends. And I was like, that's Monica? I was like, okay, her voice has changed since the days. So is her face. <laughs> yeah, well, but she, I guess she has a new show out, you know, so she's out promoting it. But I was just, it's weird when you're, I guess, you know, duh, Dave, you're used to seeing her on TV. Yeah. So the yeah. voice matches the face. Yeah, I just was like, wow, that's Courtney Cox. Okay. Kim says, I've gotten better at not saying and, uh, yeah, and, uh, and, and, um, or, and that was one of my, and you just have to get used to, she said that, or I'm getting better at editing it. I miss the days of Descript when it first came out and it had that remove filler words because the list of filler words was not that long. And you could actually, I did it a couple of times where I'm like, hey, remove all the filler words. And it's like, hey, I removed 270 filler words. And you're like, holy cow. Now it removes, if somebody says something like like this thing, it'll remove a double word. And I did it once and then listened back and I was like, ah, crap, there's an edit there that doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. And then going back and, so to me, if I have to listen to every edit to approve it, oh, I'm just going to do it in the way I used to do it. I don't... Right. The script kind of drives me nuts. It's the, it's got some really cool stuff in it, but the fact that I have to wait for it to transcribe anything before I can edit it is like it just seems like it takes forever. Especially if it's a ninety minute show like this, I can go make lunch and come back and I'm like, oh, it's finally done. Mm -hmm. So it's got its pros and and cons. The other thing I wanted to to talk about, and I'm going to steal this from from Rob and Todd, they were talking about feed drops, which if you're not familiar with what that is. That's where someone will take an episode from another show and put it in their show. And for me, if you do that, you should probably put something at the beginning where you kind of introduce the episode, why you're doing this, and here it is. And Todd's question was, why wouldn't you just put like a 60-second promo? 
And I was like, that's a good question. He's like, because Todd thought it was rude to basically cram somebody else's episode, even if it's a good fit, down. Like, they tuned in for your show, and you're like, hey, enjoy this other thing. And I was like, it's an interesting thought, because I did that with uh, with Evo recently, because Evo had let me host his show, and he's like, hey, I'm I'm testing this. Would you be interested in letting me, you know, can you do a feed drop? And I'm like, yeah, can I do it? Like, I don't want you to take over my episode, but I'll do it on like a Wednesday and kind of like, hey, here's a bonus content. Check out my friend. And uh, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that, Jim? Yeah. I don't know if I've got too many on that. Yeah. You know, it's kind of, th- I was trying to think through how do I, what would do? I don't know. I have to, I have to think about it some more. Well, for me, I, cause I stepped back and I was like, okay, I've heard promos. And I've heard, you know, where people play a full episode in that. And I was like, I don't think, A, I've ever left, like, I've never added that. Like, I haven't picked up a show, even though in theory it's either the same, because you want to do that with somebody who either shares the same subject or the same audience. And because Scott Johnson's great at this, he'll find, and and Scott does his due diligence. He makes sure it's a good show and yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, but yet I've never gone to listen to any show that Scott has recommended and which brings me to another link I had. Um, Tom Webster is at it again over at uh, Edison research where they just came out with a, a report on what they're calling super listeners. Do you know what a super listener is? Mm-mm. How many Mm-mm. hours do you think you have to listen to, to be a super listener? Oh, that kind of eight. It's actually eight, of, eight a week. It's act, well, I, I see, he doesn't say how long it's oh. f- five hours. So I guess if you had eight eight short shows that were, or oh, eight, I meant eight hours. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. it's five hours at this five point. or more per day. Per, What's the? I think it is. Yeah, per day. Five or more hours yeah. of podcasting per day. But what's interesting in that study is he talks about if somebody leaves and goes to a paid exclusive content, would you follow them? Want to guess how many people would? It's it's thirty seven percent. See, that's that's what I would have thought. It yeah. was it was like eighty three percent. Oh wow! And I was okay. like, and they so he said, what that really shows is how tuned in people are to the host. Mm-hmm. So if we're talking yeah, about how I'm tying this into feed drops, is you can show me a really cool show, but I, again, I'm kind of loyal to the original host. So. Yeah, Radio Lab does this all the time. They they drop in. They'll they'll be like, "Hey, we want you to you know." Oh, they did a series. Um, uh, Jad did a series called More Perfect that was about the Supreme Court, and he was dropping in that into Radio Lab all the time. They two or three times a year, they'd be like, "Hey, we want you to listen to this episode," and they just you know they start and then they drop it in. Um, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. I would listen to them, you know, because I was always it was just, it was similar different content similarly produced, you know, they're highly produced right. content. They're on radio lab. So I'd listen to it. Are you still yeah. listening to radio lab these days? I haven't. Not as much, not, not, they've completely changed. Right. Um, both Robert and, 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 um, Chad, Jad, Jad, there it is. Jad yeah. are gone and they have some new producers. Not that it hasn't changed. I just, it hasn't, I only have so much time to listen to podcasts lately because I'm not commuting as much. And that, that kind of dropped to the bottom. That was going to be my other question. When we're talking about these feed drops, how full is your podcast cup? Yeah. Cause yeah. right now, if I'm going to listen, like I have, I got a thing from audible 
they're like, dude, you have five credits available. Mm-hmm. Like, go listen to a book. And, and if I go and listen to an actual audio book, I come back and I've got so many podcast episodes. Because it takes me mm-hmm. three or four days to listen to a book. And when I come back, I'm like, oh, man, I have 74 episodes now that I have to listen to. And so I think yeah. that's the thing. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, for you to really take on a new show that you want to listen to, you're like, oh, this is great. You kind of got to bump somebody out, which I think is one of the reasons why growing your show now is maybe a little harder than it was 10 years ago. Because 10 years ago, I don't think we had super listeners that were just consuming all day. We might have. They were just, but there weren't that many shows to listen to. So now, if you're going to get into somebody's repertoire of podcasts, they've probably already listening to enough. They're like, I, I can't take on anymore. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's a good question Although, of the month. I'll have to ask that. It would be a good one to survey with your, with your yeah. listeners. You know, um, you know, I listened to uh, like, I, I loved what Mike Rowe was doing on his, are you still listening? Podcast. No. Cause he, it went, it went from seven Short. minutes to eight hours. Yeah. I quit. <laughs> you know, you're like, Mike, I don't, you jumped the shark on this one. I don't, I'm not, I don't care about your producer. Like I know he's your buddy. Yeah, that was. I know you wanted to go longer, but I I don't care about him. I I, you know. That show is the epitome of me saying nobody cares how the sausage was made, because that's what he's doing. He's like, here's how we made this episode. I'm like, I don't really know. I wish he did both. Must be working though, because I think he's still doing it. He's still doing it. He must be still getting some. There must be people who like it. I wasn't one. No, you know, I was very vocal in his group and a couple other places. Like, please go back, and it's like, oh well. So I just well, don't. and to be fair, he does it in a way where the 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 content we used to listen to is up front, so you can listen to it and then drop the rest of the episode. And and I mean, so you you could you can kind of self select out of that thing if you want to, and still get the content you used to get. I just didn't. You know, it got longer and longer, and I was just like, and I'm not, I didn't, I didn't want to listen to that. No, put it in another feed. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Start another, another show. Feed, yeah, Mike. Kim Cradgy, of course, Toastmasters One Hundred One dot uh, People are talking about getting rid of your nose and ums and things like that. Mm-hmm. So check out uh, Toastmasters One Hundred One dot net and uh, look up your local Toastmasters. I, I went to a meeting. Yeah, once. you can you can rework that stuff out of your vocab. Yeah, you know it takes it takes time and practice and and constant like reminder and you know you got to train it out, but you can. Yeah, Mark says uh, he does the same thing with audiobooks. I listen to one when I run out of podcast, and once I'm done with the audiobook, I have fifty sixty hours of podcast. <laughs> People yes. think it's weird. I'm I'm driving to Nashville. That's a seven hour drive, and if somebody ever asked me how long will you drive to go some seven hours is where I'm starting to go. Are we there yet? I like, I'm not completely frustrated, but I'm like, all right, I'm ready to get up and walk around. One of the reasons I love to drive is I get to listen to seven hours of podcasts. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because you would think seven hours, like I would get done and I'd be out. And I'm like, no, I think I have 120 episodes waiting for me right now. So it's, um, I I am looking forward to that because it's, it's, and the other thing is if I have to get up at four in the morning to drive to Cleveland so I can be there three hours before the plane takes off. And the other thing that just drives me nuts, and it's so weird, the fact that I have to take off my shoes because some weird underwear bomber 15 years ago, <laughs> I go, okay, got it. 
and then I and then I sit and then I wait and then the plane and then the blah and it's like and then I got to go get my it's like um you know I uh just can't uh I, I would much rather drive it's by the time I drive to Cleveland fly get there get my yeah. luggage get an Uber and then get to the hotel it's going to be 7 hours anyway so I'm uh, I'm looking forward yeah, they, to it. You get there with your car, although I mean gas yeah. prices being what they are well, today. Yeah. You know, and then the other thing is 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 it used to be cheaper and it's probably not. And then to pay for parking at a hotel, I I don't understand where that came from besides the fact that we can charge you a million dollars to park here because um we can because you're here. What are you gonna yeah. do? Yeah. Uh, I know. So that's always uh stay at another hotel. Yeah, that's it. Or or find a parking lot that's Near the hotel, that's not eighty dollars oh. a day or something like that. <laughs> Go park at the airport and then take a shuttle back to the hotel. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Cheaper. That's what I need to do. Oh man! Uh, another question. I've never heard of this. This was in Facebook. Anyone familiar with Pod People? Do they charge if they are recruiting you to be part of their community network? And th- this is just one of those things. Again, talking about old old things that are seem new. There are so many, I got a guy, I, I could probably want a week. Somebody pops up on Facebook. Hello, sir. Like right there. I know I'm like, look, it's mm-hmm. Facebook. You know, my name's Dave and they're going to help me grow my audience and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, you're not block. And so for me, any kind of community network, I always say, ask somebody that's in the community. And if the, if the goal is to grow your audience, ask them what their numbers were before they joined and what their numbers were after they joined. So um, Fred wants to know, am I going to be attending or demonstrating at PM Evolutions? I'm going to be attending. I am not demonstrating. Well, I'll be at the Libsyn booth, so I'll be demonstrating there. But kind of a weird thing. It was, uh, I, I took a hit to the ego. This is the first year that I... Because usually, right, you have two present, you have podcast movement, podcast movement evolutions. And if I didn't speak at podcast movement, I would speak at evolutions. So sometime during that year, I would, I could say, I've spoken every year at podcast movement until this year. So, mm-hmm. and what's weird is I heard Dan say that they are at the at podcast evolutions, they're kind of showing things that are coming up in the future. And I'm like, I submitted a crypto like presentation. So, yeah, so the ego took a little little hit there. But on the other hand, I don't have to worry about speaking at Podcast Movement Evolutions. Yeah, kind of nice. Yeah, so it is kind of nice. But kinda, yeah, kind of nice. I will be there. So that's uh, and I, from what I understand, they're in a they're in a better part of Los Angeles than they were at the mm-hmm. one two years ago. But I, I am Dan su- was just on the new media show. Yep. So if you want to get some, you want to get some updates. Dan is Dan's really good at doing this. Yeah. I mean, he, Gave a lot of information in a short amount of time on the uh, real relatively short on the new media show. So if you're thinking about that, go go listen to Rob and Todd on that episode. Yeah, and for all you people that think Dave gets to speak anywhere he wants, no, <laughs> not the case. Apparently, uh, Todd as well, because Todd didn't get asked huh? uh, either to yeah. to speak. He mentioned that on the show. He was like, "Yeah, I'm not speaking. I, it'll it'll be nice just to go to it." Yeah, so that is a so, bonus because I know. This thing at NRB, I've been working on this now for two weeks, and it's really it's kind of weird because it's the same presentation, but I just I'm always what I do is I run it enough to where it's not memorized, but once I get consistently what's on the next thing, I can start I I start getting ideas of how to make it funny and entertaining, so that's always fun. We have 
So how are we doing on time? Good. All right. So we, I, I'm trying to, can you read that, Jim? Uh, Annie? Arne? Arne, Arne, yes. So, no, there's no R in there. Uh, Annie? Annie, so. Uh, pronounce that for us. Yes, please. Um, It's Annie. 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 There, there we go. We're, We're close. close. I was trying to put an R in it. I don't know why. But, <laughs> but, uh, welcome. Yeah, how are you? What can we help you with? Um, actually, I've been trying to figure out how to get on here. I am not tech savvy, so that's all right. It just took me a minute. You <laughs> made it, on, so that's what's I was good. On... <laughs> there you go. Um, <laughs> yeah, I have been actually watching Jim do pod, um, do strengths podcasts, um, through Clifton for several years now, at least. Great, so, great. Thanks uh, for listening. Appreciate it. Yeah, and I've been thinking about doing a podcast and been asked to like do, do podcasts and I've been asked to be on podcasts. I've been on a few. And so when I saw that you were doing this, I thought I'd check it out. When Join people me. say you should do a podcast, like what are you doing that they go, oh, you should make this a podcast? I am a woman of color working in um, systems level, food systems development um, and advocacy uh, based in justice and equity and sustainability and diversity so um, in it, the midwest <laughs> so is it so, is it safe to say that your community is underserved and nobody's talking about the things that you want to talk about it's a little more complicated than that okay um because it's um understanding you know uh underserved doesn't just happen Right. It's it's understanding how it came to happen, why it exists, and what it's doing, and the impacts of that in a day to day basis, and then all of the different things that intersect with it. That's why I do systems level. I'm also autistic, so like that's my thing. Um, oh, also, so my top five are ideation, futuristic, intele- um, yeah, intellection, input, and connectedness. Nice. And um, I just found something from one of my trainings, and um, I think it was something that I saw in one of your podcasts. Um, my alternative words that I've been using for it is also like possibilities, hope, understanding, collection, and purpose. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so, like, that fits really well with working on systems stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, and so, so from starting a podcast, like, I mean. It, you're in a perfect spot to do that, right? And you, you, it's really about transferring that information that you know to someone else. And the the audience that you're going to have, much like we do in the strengths world, right? That audience that you're going to have is going to be really, really niche. So you're not, it's, it's not a podcast necessarily designed for the masses. There may be some opportunities where uh, getting it out to the masses from an education standpoint would be helpful. Our Clifton Strengths stuff, for those folks outside of the ecosystem can be helpful from time to time. But of course it's more helpful for those who are interested in it, right. Who, who follow it or who have their top five, but from right. a, from uh, a podcast perspective, go ahead, go ahead. Um, yeah, actually um, the other thing that I kind of specialize in is, is the farm bill and policy. And um, we're actually ramping up for farm bill session, you know, farm bill 2023 and it's a massive piece of legislation and policy that impacts literally every aspect of everybody's life. And that is just not understood. And people, I mean, I'm kind, I'm a 
farm bill wonk, I guess is what you might call it. Like it's my little special obsession. Yeah. Um, and I get yeah. super excited about talking about the farm bill because I never understood it until I got selected for a fellowship in, in DC back in 2018 um, with an organization called NSAC that is on Capitol Hill, um, the National Sustainable Agriculture Coalition. And so like, it was like from the back hills of, you know, Midwest Indiana to the Capitol working on this thing. And it was like, yeah. you know, right into the kiln of things, but getting to actually see and understand all the different parts of it. And if I can understand it and be excited about it, like, it's like, you're interested in some part of the farm bill and you're going to excite about it. It's just, we have to have a conversation and figure out what it is. And so yeah. I've been uh, lucky enough to be friends with a couple of people that are really awesome, older, um, like economists and stuff. And so like Dr. Eichert already has a podcast and he's asked if I want to be a guest on his podcast. And um, other people have asked me if I you know, want to do a podcast, you know, talking about the farm bill and like how it's important to everybody and stuff. And, you know, figuring out how to structure that, I guess. I don't know. Sorry. Yeah. So what's, what's, sto- no, no. What's stopping you from, from starting a podcast? Like what's the, you, what's the hurdle right now that's stopping you from just starting a podcast? Um, doing it by myself. Okay. So is there <laughs> someone else that you can, is there someone you can do it with? Can you get a co-host? You know, Dave and I do this thing together. It's kind of nice to have somebody else to do it with. Is there someone in your world that would do it with you? Well, that's actually why I'm, I jumped on here to watch this because I was, you know, thinking about that and looking at, um, you know, different people and reaching out and trying to figure out mm-hmm. what I thought would be a good model for your podcast. I think yeah. I'm probably one of the super listeners that you guys were talking about because um, <laughs> yeah. like, yes, I'm still on Spotify, but that's just because I've put, I've invested way too much into my playlists and you know, my, I mean, the algorithms on there are the reason that I'm on Spotify and like other political stuff aside, you know, yeah. I have um, sensory issues and listening to like podcasts and music and stuff like that helps me function. And so I'm literally listening to something almost all day long. So I have, I I actually, to your point, I am a super listener that does actually listen to podcasts that they've dropped into feeds of other shows because I've checked them out and seen that they were interesting. And an example Mm -hmm. of that would be money cast, the new next new thing in me, I think. And, you know, that was say, in just like one say, of the other news ones that I was listening to. And sorry, say the name of that one again, because you cut out when you were when you were saying it. What's the name of that podcast? Next big thing in money or next new thing mm, in money. OK, OK. Uh, well, so your, your question really focuses on you, though, right? So it's focusing yeah. on should you start a podcast or should how should you do that? And I think if you're saying to us, to Dave and I. Hey, uh, a barrier is is format. What I think you should do is try, like, don't start the podcast just yet. Try some different formats with people. Do some conversations. Get, you know, use StreamYard or Zoom or whatever to just do some practice sessions. Like, get with some folks, have some conversations. I think a lot of people start, especially in your situation, 
they start too early thinking they're ready for the podcast. Grind some workout on practice. Just try some different things with people to see what's working. What do I like doing? How is this, how is this fitting together? Dave and I, I mean, we started this podcast on accident. Like we we're just goofing around and he was trying some live stuff and I jumped in and we did it for a couple of weeks. And then we we're like, Hey, I mean, we should do this every week, right? Type deal. So try some things with people you know, and even try some solo stuff. Evaluate it. Figure that part out. The rest of it, once you get that part figured out, the rest of it's pretty easy. Where you host it, how you do it, some equipment, all that stuff is, is relatively easy. Finding your voice, finding your content, that's much harder. Dave, you want to add you want to add anything to that? Yeah, it's just one of those things that the first time I tied my shoes, the first time I tried to shoot a basketball, I wasn't very good at it. And just the more you do it, the more comfortable you get behind a microphone. And you'll just kind of feel like, okay, that seemed to go smooth and I like the way that worked. And especially if you find a format and you're like, oh, this took much less editing and I was able to do it quicker, that's always a bonus. And just realize that you're going to hate the sound of your voice, and that's based on science because when you talk, you hear through your ears and your skull. Your skull is actually kind of a big subwoofer that makes it bassier than that. So when you listen back to your voice, you're not using your skull anymore, so it's going to sound a little more um, uh, clear and and not as warm, and that's absolutely normal because a lot of people are like, ugh, that's how I sound. I'm like, no, that's that's how you you know, like. Nobody's hanging up on you when you call them on the phone. Your voice is fine, <laughs> you know. So yeah, everybody's voice is actually listenable. And then like when you're well, ready, don't be afraid to start and pivot. Like if you yeah. if you start doing some things and you're like, oh, this isn't really working out, just pivot. In the, in the process. But listen, I've heard you talk in this context and that's Wait, not going to be a Can I ask a question first. actually? Yeah. Sure. Well, it's yeah. less, it's less my voice. It's just like, I don't have my video on for a reason. That's fine. You so, don't... like, but I feel like the visual aspect is important because there are some times that I do want to show stuff. Like I'm in like my little semi greenhouse and whatnot. And, you know, sometimes this is, you know, a good place to do stuff, but I don't have a good fallback for like, I don't know, like a, a basic, not me, but visually engaging, you know, something that people could be looking at now while I'm talking. Jim, for years, was podcasting in front of a pile of skis. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. And I mean, it didn't look bad. It looked cool. And it was something in the background. But I, I think people put, and this is, could be just me, because I know I obsess over what to put back here. And I was like, if you put too much stuff back there, then people are like, wait, what book is that on Jim's book? If I try to read it, can we zoom in? Like, there. Hopefully, your content is making people look at you, uh, not so much the content. I don't. Know. And it doesn't have to be video either. Yeah, I, mean, I was going to say, you, right? You don't have to. We choose to do it this way because it's convenient. But it doesn't. You don't have to. Doesn't have to be done that way. Yeah, if, I don't know. If you're not, does that answer your question? Well, it's, 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 it's not the background so much. It's just, I'm self-conscious and I don't necessarily want to put my face out there and be like, then don't recognized and stuff, Yeah, you know, plus I'm used to being, um, you know, written off because of my appearance. And it's like, Mm. yeah, I don't, I want people to pay attention to the content, not, you know, what my hair looks like today or did I put makeup on? And yeah, no, just don't do it that way. (laughs) Don't, don't make the video. Like, don't make video available. You can record it, by the way. You can record it this way. Because I 
I think um, when you're interacting with a co-host, I think seeing their video is helpful. Like I would really, I'm missing your facial expressions and I'd really like to see them to interview you. It's, I, I don't feel like I'm being as effective. I can't read your social cues. I don't know when we're interrupting and when we're not. We're having some audio. We're, we're getting a little bit of audio um, um, skipping from you. So like that's hard for me. But that doesn't mean because your video is on or, or that you have to have video, you have to publish the video, right? You can right. do this and make it audio only. You'd be just fine. Yeah, video stuff comes in really handy because that's what we do with this show. We basically record it live here and then – the the major part of my audience listens to the audio of this. I do throw it on YouTube, but if I didn't want to, I I could just not put it on YouTube. But the the video cool thing was is you came on and I just knee jerk reaction. I started asking questions, and I was like, oh, you know what? That was dumb. This is like this is somebody that listens to Jim. Jim should be driving this part of the conversation. So I just moved. I I purposely backed away from the microphone to kind of give the signal. Hey, Jim. Like, jump in here and take back over. And he did it perfectly. So that's the advantage of of having videos. You can tell when someone is giving you some sort of physical signal of, like, I'm done with this point now. You jump in. Yay. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, we can see you now. Yeah. Yay. Yeah, thanks for doing that. It's It's most helpful. Although it may cause, like, now that you've turned your video on, depending on your bandwidth it may cause audio issues so we'll just have well, to see how that goes but great to see you well normally hi nice to see you normally when i do uh video calls and stuff like that i put it on my um pod, or on my ipad and then i do the audio actually on my business phone and right now i'm just on my main phone and that's because i was having a hard time getting the business phone i think i need to like update something i don't use yeah. it that much though so. Well, you may have some, you know, for, if you're going to do audio and video, you, we may want to spend a little time just talking about your gear to make sure that the gear can support proper bandwidth for, for those, for both those. Do you have the right amount of bandwidth for your internet service provider? Can your equipment handle those kinds of things? So there are some just technical things maybe to get worked out in that process where once you get it figured out, you never have to come back to it. But um, you know, I wouldn't, I would never hesitate on the video side. I'm a video first guy. I do everything video. Uh, that's just the way I am, but don't hear us saying you have to do that. If you don't want to, that's up to you. That's the beauty of this thing. You decide how you want to do it. I've been working on it. Cause I, I actually, I spent the last year keeping my head shaped, um, because I want to just like take the time and like get to learn who post COVID me is. Cause I feel like yeah. everybody's changed so much and it's like, yeah. I just intentionally took the time to get rid of, you know, a lot of, I mean, cause I had a lot of hair and issues and whatever. And it's like, that's been a frame thing, but at the same time, it's like having to reintroduce myself to everybody. So, which yeah. is both fun yeah. and um, a little nerve wracking. <laughs> yeah. Well, for sure. And listen, you, you be you right in this, and that's but, it. but don't, don't get me wrong. Like I've, <sighs> You know, the I get the physical, virtual, or the physical appearance thing, the voice thing, whatever. Uh, de- deal with those. Like, work through those from, from a personal standpoint. We can say, oh, yeah, video is fine. You look great. Don't worry about that. I mean, we can say that. You've got to be okay with that, right? I mean, at the end of the day, you've got to kind of come be like, 
be comfortable with it from your own standpoint. Just because we say it doesn't mean it's true. You've got to be comfortable with it yeah. from, from where you're coming with at it. So, yeah. Is this, was this helpful at all? I mean, other than appearances, though. Yeah. But other than appearances, and I, I have a stand, I just didn't have it out because so I wasn't planning on turning on the video. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, other than the, you know, appearances and technical part, um, talking about the farm bill, I mean, obviously, Dr. Eichert already has a podcast about it. Um, I think I could definitely make it interesting. I'm just, I get, stuck on all the different ways because I have lots of different ideas and it's like yeah. we'll write them down do you have any suggestions or thoughts on how to introduce yeah yeah right yeah, Dave go write, write them down and then if there's any kind of Facebook groups or any kind of communities that are talking about this see what they're talking about and then say wow they seem to be talking about this subject a lot okay let's make that the first episode okay and and kind of see what your audience needs to hear and then there are going to be some things that they're not talking about, but they should because they don't know about it. And that's where you can introduce things like, hey, audience, here's a thing that you may not know, blah, blah, blah. And then that's the stuff in some cases they're like, I didn't know why. This is why I need to listen to the show. They're giving me things I can't get other places. So, Well, and just because there's some other podcast about it doesn't mean – I mean it's different because they don't have you. Right. So like you be you, you do your thing, you do it your way, you do it the way, do, do it the way that's best for you. This is going to do a strengths based podcast, like figure out what you do best and then do it in your way. Regardless of whether there's some, I mean, there's a thousand podcasts about podcasting Yeah, that doesn't stop Dave and I from coming on every Saturday morning to do this because they don't have us. And if, and, right, you be you. Yeah. And if you're worried about being judged, I have really bad news for you. If you've been to Walmart or Target or Kohl's or any place else, uh, guess what? You've been judged. The person behind you was like, look what, who, Fruity Pebbles, you know, whatever. It's like they're, you're judged everywhere you go. Don't worry about it. Well, that's why I'm an introvert. I stay home. My cats are very judgmental. They really are. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's you know you're going to put yourself out there, and there's going to be there's going to be plenty of that. But the well, trick, I think, I, the trick to I, this is to just keep going. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. Can I put myself out there and tell you what I was thinking about talking about, and yeah. Yeah. see what you guys think? Go ahead. Sure. So, go ahead. Um, Dr. Eichard has um, been writing about uh, something he calls uh, community food utility. Um, and it's based on the rural electrification utilities from, you know, um, the Great Depression that were chartered for public benefit. And, you know, it wasn't about making money. It was about making sure that people who lived in the rural communities not only had electricity extended to them, but then also had their houses retrofitted so that they could access the network. Um, and then they were dissolved once there was no longer a need. And so they're looking at something similar for um, like internet, but he applied that same concept to food. Mm. Um, and the Denver County has released something that they're working on. That's a concept of a community food utility, but I've taken it a little bit farther um, to what I've been calling a bio regional di um, resiliency utility. I know it's a, I got to get the wording down, but it was just a regional resiliency utility. But then when I was talking with Dr. Eichert, he um, interjected the bio part because it's about including conservation and regeneration, as well as um, kind of a 
bioregional, you know, um, intersection of the food system um, in order to secure communities against, you know, um, larger scale pressures and, you know, challenges. It's going to create a bunch of jobs and they're all going to be local and it's, you know, make, make local, eat local, process local, but also like energy and that sort of stuff. And so breaking down all the different parts of that, I think is what I would like to do on my podcast because there's so many different things to talk about, but it's like, I, I need to have a conversation with somebody who is going to ask me a bunch of questions so that I can write down like the questions and then start working on, okay, these are the things that people would want to know. And how can I answer that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've got content. Like I, I don't, yeah, there's, it's super niche and it's going to be a niche of a niche of a niche in a lot of ways. Right. And not everybody's going to understand it, but I think your goal would be to make it, if you want, if the more people listen to it, you're going to have to make it more average person, right? You're going to have to translate that to like, why should I care? But as you know, well, yeah, but that's also part of like being neurodivergent and autistic Mm -hmm. as, Mm -hmm. as part of it is like, um, I can't do it like average, average person. Um, but I do use a lot of metaphors and similes, you know, as examples to connect things. So, Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it'll just be, it'll be a work in progress, right? You just, you just, I think you just need to start, you know, you just need to try some things yeah. and get some stuff out there and, and just see, see where it lands. And when it comes to the technology, you don't have to release everything you record. When I was a musician, I didn't, I spent six months in the basement before I actually did anything in public. So, you know, you can take this time to shape the ideas and find out what people want and go that route. And And here's the thing. You're either going to end up with a phenomenal podcast or a phenomenal story about that one time when you started a podcast. <laughs> you know, so it's, yeah. you know. You got to try, though. Yeah. You just got to try. You just got to get out there and, and give it a shot. But un- unfortunately, we need <laughs> we need to end the show because I'm driving to Nashville tomorrow and my day is jam-packed. And we do have... If you're an awesome supporter, today at one o'clock, you can come ask more questions. We've got uh, that going on. But uh, can you can you come back like in two weeks and give us an update? Because we're we're not here next Saturday, but we'll be back the Saturday after that. I can put it on my calendar. I've got to run anyway. It's like eighty some degrees in here, and I've got maple <laughs> trees that I know are overflowing that I need to go empty. Excellent. I'm tapping. I've got my tree and my neighbor's tree tapped, and it's my second year making urban maple syrup. So nice. Um, it was nice, nice talking with you guys. Nice to actually yeah, meet you, Jim. I yeah. think I think I LinkedIn talked to you, Dave. If you don't mind, Good. I'll probably find you somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so sounds great. Thanks for jumping in. Thanks right. so much. Appreciate it. Yep. You bet. Thank you. Well, that was fun. That, it's it was super fun to hear. Like that. That's a real world struggle. Like mm-hmm. for for folks starting podcasts, I think sometimes we gloss over that, and it's just a real world scenario of like yeah, i got i've got a lot of things to say how, how do i overcome the obstacles i need to overcome to get this done I, I was talking with a guy new member of the school of podcasting and he said what's the thing that you have to like what's the biggest hurdle he's like because he was kind of stuck on he was thinking way down the line he's thinking about website and microphone i go no 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 like we haven't even figured out what your topic is yet i said but it's this the mental I go, I, I swear I'm more psychiatrist oh, yeah. than I am like what microphone to buy. I go, the, the microphones and stuff, it's easy. It's the, how do I get 
past the nobody's going to listen to me and, and that whole nine yards. So, yeah, our own insecurities, right? We all have them. And it's how do I get how do I get past those things? Yeah. Sure. Jim, what's coming up on the average guy.tv? Yeah, Uncle Marv, who's in our chat room from time to time, launched a brand new IT business podcast. We He's been on the show here to talk about it. He's got it launched. So we had a kind of a launch party for him. And I'll be releasing that here in a little bit out at the at the, the averageguy.tv. Nice. This week we have uh, Neil Head, who came through. I took him to Luigi's. This guy has a background in copywriting and advertising. And ra- he was in radio when he was 14. Wow. And so he's got, we came up with a list of things that podcasters can learn from radio people. That'll be out this week. Next week, uh, you heard me mention Audrey.io. I've got the guy from Audrey coming on in a couple weeks as well. And don't forget, no show next week. We will be back on the 19th. So uh, thanks to the chat room. Thanks to Mark and James and Dan. And uh, we'll see everybody in two weeks. Is it going to end? There it is. It takes a second. So. It takes takes a second.